Why don't you take your glasses off so we can see you? And then apologise to your neighbours for frightening no, them. No, 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 no. I'll leave these on. No, I like them. Weird. Australia. Travel Ideas. That's Edwin Montgomery and a track called The Past. We're joined tonight in the studio by Edwin Montgomery, uh, head of a very special uh, performance he's putting on next week. But before we have a chat with Edwin, he's going to play something for us live in the studio. You're on New Year Australia on FBI. This is Edwin Montgomery. <laughs> Thank you. 
Edward Montgomery live on New Weird Australia. We're going to be having a chat with Edwin in just a second, but to take us here, this is something from Edwin's new work called Fera Morgana, as was that, but we'll let Edwin tell us about it. This track we're about to hear is called Aeroplanes Landing.
Edwin Montgomery from his uh, new release called Feta Morgana here on New Weird Australia and Airplanes Landing. And I'm joined in the studio by Edwin right now. How are you, Edwin? I'm pretty well, thank you. Thanks, thanks for that. Me. Thanks for that beautiful piece um, that you played before that. We were listening to a live uh, track here. Thanks for coming in and, and bringing uh, a lot of assorted equipment with you. It's one of these uh, unfortunate experiences where we wish that we had a webcam or some sort of live TV <laughs> link that people could yeah. see what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, beautiful work. Now we've been wanting to get you on the show for a while, um, but this seemed like a a great excuse because next uh, Wednesday night, I believe, yeah, um, at uh, the Red Rattler in Marrickville, um, you are staging a work uh, called Feta Morgana. Um, tell us about the premise of uh, of the work that you're staging next week. Uh, it's basically a rescoring of an existing film um, directed by Werner Herzog from the '60s, late '60s, uh, which is sort of it's hard to classify. It's not really a uh, a drama or a documentary as such it's something kind of sort of in between um so basically what i'm doing is playing the film with the sound off because it doesn't really have any dialogue in it and i'm going to be playing a live new score uh accompanying the film and what was it about um Fata morgana as i mean it's a 1969 film what was it about this movie that um inspired you to do this i mean when did when did you first see the film uh, I think it was probably about a year and a half ago, um, and it was probably about it was sometime last year. I decided to do this. I think it wasn't immediately, but something about it stuck in my mind after seeing it. And uh, it's hard to say exactly what it is, but it's a very specific mood that it creates, and it was kind of unlike anything I'd seen before. And it really, really stuck with me afterwards. So I think when I when I felt like doing something like this, it was sort of it was in my mind at the time. He's quite a. Uh I mean, he's obviously a renowned director, uh, Werner Herzog, but renowned um, for, uh, of course, the wonderful work that he does. But he is also renowned as being, uh, you know, quite a uh, interesting personality, I suppose, in terms of uh, the sort of relationships that he has uh, with uh, the people that um, work with him, uh, most famously Klaus Kinski, I think, um, who, yeah, who, yeah. who appeared in many of his films. Um, and, I mean, maybe to put it in context, I mean, his most famous I guess one of his most famous works, probably Nosferatu, um, was kind of yeah. one of the uh, one retelling of uh, the kind of Nosferatu or kind of vampire myth, um, where he kind of told it from from the vampire's perspective, and you know some beautiful performances there. Um, but this film, as uh, as you mentioned, I mean it's it's not a traditional movie in the sense that um, you know it's it's not a documentary, but it's more of an art piece, I suppose. Um, was was. Was that something particularly that you felt, um, you know, lent itself more readily to an improvised film score than, than necessarily, um, you know, other more narrative-based, let's say, black and white scores? You know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's a kind of, it's a sort of a film that you can watch and make up the own, you know, the story in your head as you go along, even if, you know, if there's not a clear narrative on the screen. Um and I think when I first watched it, it was I was in the house by myself, and it was quite late at night. And it was a kind of film that watch on the couch and fall asleep, and then you wake up and it's four in the morning, and the the menu screen's on on a loop, and it's kind of you feel like you're in a, a slightly other place. That's it kind of creates a very powerful mood. Um, and I guess something about the images in it uh, really lend themselves, I guess, quite easily to music. Um, so it seemed like a like a good choice to kind of improvise off. 
And the idea, I think, behind the film was that he was trying to um, capture Mirage. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. If you like, you know, what ostensibly doesn't exist, something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, how did that kind of, um, how did the, I guess, the story of the film, in that sense, I mean, he's out there, he's trying to, you know, capture mirages he's he's running around the desert you know and there's all sorts of you know cataclysms i think befalling him as he's trying to make this film um how did that kind of inspire your your um approach to to the music in that sense i mean that um you know were you kind of riffing off some of the kind of subject matter from the film there or is it just purely more of a kind of uh, visual, sort visual of yeah well, i guess because most of it's set in the desert there's obviously a lot of empty space and wide landscapes and uh, a lot of sun, so a lot of the things I've been playing are kind of uh, kind of drone-based music with lots of long notes with not a lot of movement in it. And uh, the ships in the film as well, it kind of picks up rhythm and builds, so I've tried to kind of uh, get that sort of feel into the music as well, mm. um, which mostly came out of just playing along, watching the film, improvising, and then sort of refining it a bit as well. Are you when you play live uh, generally? I mean, are you are you normally uh, playing uh, in an improvisational set, or do you normally play more kind of structured, uh, pre-prepared work? Uh, it's usually sort of a bit in between. Mm. Um, it's kind of all pre-prepared, but then it changes slightly every time, I guess. Mm. Well, there's usually sections that are improvised, but um, yeah, most of the time it's I've got a rough idea in my head of of what's happening. With this one, it's a lot clearer. I've kind of worked out the timing. Uh, specific sections so right. it's um it'll you know every time i rehearse it it changes a little bit but it's kind of the rough structure is is all there so you're not daunted at all by the prospect of it or, or are you uh a little bit <laughs> but uh i also find it quite fun it's it's sort of exciting as well yeah um because it doesn't uh it doesn't just feel like a music performance there's something about watching the film and sort of being a part of that world while actually making the music for it as well it feels like uh something else have you seen other artists um uh kind of, are there any particular artists you've seen do this and, and do it well because i mean you know there is a sort of tradition certainly of of playing alongside maybe let's say you know silent films or so yeah on. um but but also kind of you know more recently some other artists do have you seen any particularly that that you found kind of particularly inspiring yeah or? i've been thinking about that i i did see one it was at the uh, sydney film festival maybe two years ago that was a um uh an old Japanese film from the 20s or something. I think it was a guy called Philip Johnston did it, which is sort of a slightly jazzy one, which is pretty good. Um, I can't remember seeing many more recently. Mm. Um, oh, there was Lou Reed at the Opera House did one, a uh, Maya Deren film, uh, which is a, a short film, which was, um, it was basically just making a lot of guitar noise while the film played. It was that sounds like not, Lou. Yeah, it wasn't clear that they'd... <laughs> had a lot of um uh you know preparation for it yeah. and then he, he played a, uh, a short film he'd made about his uh cousin who just turned 100 and it stopped playing halfway through and it was it was a, little, a bit depressing so um, <laughs> he's such a belligerent old bastard you know but he's always entertaining to watch yeah i feel a bit <laughs> sorry for him but it was yeah it was still fun. Yeah. Now, um, you're nothing if not prolific because it seems just as we kind of um, 
get a handle on on one particular release um there's another one um i mean i think uh now i've kind of clocked up maybe at least four or five releases over over the last kind of two years um the the one uh, travel ideas that we've played <coughs> quite you know, quite regularly on the show here um but also um i think we'd managed to play one track off of uh, please be quiet and play your guitar and then suddenly travel ideas landed a few weeks later is that just kind of happenstance that a lot of stuff rec- uh, landed at once or or is it actually that you are quite a prolific writer uh sort of yeah um i think a few they were all kind of done at different times and then i think those two just happened to be they were sort of 95 percent done for several months and then just happened to be finished both at the same time i think um but yeah i was working a lot of those at the same time uh we're going from one to the other sort of um and i think it must have been a point where i sort of felt like i wasn't accomplishing anything and then decided to finish them all off around the same time so some of them were sort of you know two years old and some of them were in the last you know few months but um it's just the way it sort of yeah, that's where it happens sometimes isn't it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well let's chat again in a second but we'll take uh, another piece um do you have a piece that you'd like us to play particularly off the, um, off the record or maybe maybe the next one the number, cre- two. number two creation okay well the cd um is uh, called uh, feta morgana and am i right in saying that it's only available at the show uh yeah yeah for now it's yeah part of the part of the ticket price is the cd that sounds like a bargain all right this is a uh, creation from emma montgomery Thank you. 
from the album Fata Morgana. That's Edwin Montgomery and Creation on New Weird Australia here on FBI. And Edwin is with us uh, in the studio. And we're just having a chat um, about uh, the album, which is a, I guess, is a, a document of the live event which takes place at the Red Rattler in Marrickville next Wednesday, in which uh, Edwin uh, performs live to a 1969 movie from Werner Herzog called Fata Morgana. And it's 80 minutes we were just saying there, um, which uh, is, is a long set, but you're obviously kind of prepared for it. Do you have anything, uh, you know, sort of mental preparation to kind of uh, uh, make sure that you keep your your energy and your kind of wits about you for that time, or do you feel that it goes quite quickly? Uh, yeah, I probably worry about it beforehand, and I think once I start playing, it it seems to go quite quickly. Mm. I think that's usually usually the case. Just press a few loop buttons for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think once I start playing, it usually seems to make sense. And yeah. Stop, stop worrying about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, film uh, feels like a kind of natural trajectory for you because you you um, you study film. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, was, was the idea perhaps that, you know, you were going to go on and, and, and make films, obviously? Was that something or was it more just you were sort of uh, interested to see where it might take you? Yeah, well, I studied, um, studied screen composition, um, so I think it was in high school probably I decided I'd, I'd like to write music for films mm. and did some uh, uh, friends that were making films, did music for their films and stuff, and then eventually after uni went to film school to study it. So I guess it's always been something I've uh, you know, attempted to take mm. seriously uh, as well as doing for fun. Um, so yeah, it's something I, I still want to keep working on. I guess this is uh, short of having a feature film to score. This is sort of a... Um, I guess a you know education as well as mm. as well as doing a show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, is there uh, potentially an idea? I mean, now that now that you've kind of uh, done this one, is 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 this sort of type of project uh, something that you might do again with 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 something else? Do you think? Or yeah, it? certainly. Yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed having a kind of a specific goal for it, rather than just um, uh, working on an album for the sake of of recording music, mm. which can if you start to think about why you're doing it too much, you can kind of uh, get a bit stuck. But having something like this, it's a very specific um, kind of project. So I found it a lot easier to kind of to keep working on it and um, keep the momentum going. Mm. So, yeah, definitely want to uh, work on another one. Um, I'm thinking about doing uh, one of the oldest silent films right. next, like a more traditional one. Any particular films in mind yet? Or uh, I'm thinking of another a German one called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Ah, of course, yeah. Which I know it's been done a lot. I haven't actually seen it uh, re-scored, but um, I figured that would be a good a good one to sort of, uh, I guess, bring into you know mm, a modern sort of uh, setting. Because I mean, this I mean that's quite a kind of uh, sort of nightmarish world, I suppose, that's sort of created in there. But this the Fatal Morgana sounds. Um, Potentially, from you know, from what we talked about, that it it also has some sort of sort of nightmarish qualities to it, albeit in a very kind of different, yeah, sort uh, of. It's very aesthetic, yeah. you know. Yeah, very dreamlike and um, sort of absurd, I guess. The kind of uh, sort of natural imagery, but but so strange, it doesn't really seem mm. real. Mm. Mm. It kind of blurs the line. So, uh, what what time does it kick off next Wednesday? Uh, the doors are at seven, uh, and the film will start. Uh, sometime 
uh, <laughs> sometime after <laughs> half an hour after that or something. And uh, it's ten bucks, and uh, you get a, a copy of the CD uh, that everyone's recorded that we've been playing extracts from um, when you walk through the door as well. Um, if we want to find out more, um, what's uh, what's the what's your website address? Uh, my one's edwinmontgomerymusic.com and then there's the uh, redrattler.org is uh, the details for how to get there and uh, all the other stuff like that. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for coming in and, and playing live. Oh, and, thank you very much and, for having me. And having a chat. Um, let's take another one. Um, which one would you like to hear? Um, oh, boy. Maybe the last one. <laughs> and silence is the answer, indeed. All right. This is uh, Edwin Montgomery from the album Fader Morgana. And uh, thanks very much. Thank you.
weird. They didn't want to tell anyone yet, because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No. Weird. Australia.